0: So, verse 2, after we have the leadership team, the pastors, which is an interesting study in itself because we have five elders here, or five prophets and teachers, which uh, intriguingly enough is um, unique because they all have different backgrounds, yet, and probably different theological backgrounds, heritages, and yet they all probably had to focus on what the main thing is they probably had to focus on the gospel and maybe had some preferences or some traditions that they would make as lesser priority than the priority of the gospel so as stephen lee has often said we need to focus on unity and we're glad for that here's a here's a case here's a what do you call it? a case study this is a study in unity when there would have been diversity of opinion, even in this church at Antioch. And then verse 2 says, As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Paul, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, the Lord, uh, and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Now, this may not be of any consequence to you or of any concern to you but the way i was raised um the lord does not speak any longer um and we know this is first century this is uh transition time and uh, and I'm not going to say we're going to hear audible voices of the Lord today, although if God chose to do that, I'm not going to stop him. I mean, he's welcome to do that. Um, but I've asked, I've, I've studied and asked and researched even this phrase, the Holy Ghost said. So how did this happen? And maybe you have an answer. Um, was it verbal? Was it? Was it just a sense, a congregational sense that this is what, I mean, we 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 go back to God communicates through his word. They didn't have the New Testament during this time. They had the Old Testament, um, but they did have the prophets and teachers that were um, God's mouthpiece, if you will. And I just want to suggest that God is fully able to communicate his will to his people in whatever means he wants to use. And if the words of Dr. Luke here in Acts chapter 13 are the Holy Ghost said, it's, it's very obvious that there was a sense of the presence of the Lord. We could even call it the manifest presence of the Lord in their midst to where there was no confusion as to what God wanted. There was no confusion. There was congregational clarity on what God wanted to happen. Send out Barnabas and Saul. So uh, I think it's very helpful for us to understand that the same God that communicated at the Church of Antioch is the same God that we serve, and we can enjoy his presence but we can also enjoy his manifest presence. We can enjoy, even on a Zoom call, I think Zoom calls are, are hard to sense that as, as it would be in a physical meeting. And yet, I believe we have. I believe we've seen um, intensity of the working of the Lord in our midst, even in the small squares on our screen or devices. And yet, as we're in our churches and we're in this conference coming up in December, those who are able to gather, um, could we pray for the manifest presence of the Lord? Could we pray in our church services this weekend? Yes, yes, the presence of the Lord and the accompanying presence of the Lord as we gather and as we adore and we worship and we teach, but also then the manifest presence of the Lord, such as in Acts 16. Even Acts eight, I think it was either eight or nine, must have been nine, um, where the the angel of the Lord said to Philip, "Arise and go to Gaza." So there was a sense in which this was this was an instruction, a communication from the Lord that Philip had no question about. And um, as we as we go through the conference, as we go through our church services this weekend. We could even pray to the God of the Church of Antioch, the God of the first believers in the book of Acts. God, would you manifest your presence to us? We're hungry for your direction. We're hungry for your communication to us. We're hungry for your leadership in our lives. We want to know a supernatural working of the Lord in our lives. Um, More than can be any, any human explanation, we don't want anybody to say well you did this and therefore this happened outside of the fact that we are being filled with the spirit we are be, be ye being filled with the spirit we are we are opening our hearts to the working of the lord in an unusual way because we serve an unusual god so um as we pray today, let's be, let's be praying even for this type of Holy Spirit leadership, Holy Spirit directive. Um, um, another verse came to, into my mind and went away. Um, even to the point that in, you know, the, the place where, they met shook as they were meeting and quoting Psalm two and Acts chapter four there. And, um, this was a this was a manifest presence of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to the place where there was an obvious working of the Lord. And could it be that we have just gotten used to not expecting that, to not even inviting God to do that? Could it be a could it be that we've been accustomed to just routine and um, and low key Christianity when we serve a? Could we say it a high key? God, we serve a God, the the, the God of the impossible, the God that's that's um, Deuteronomy six says, uh, "Behold, the Lord our God is one Lord, one God. He is unique. He is different from anyone else." And so may our church services, church services, and this conference be different than, than anything else that we do because of the manifest presence of the Lord, and um, and walk away saying, "Ah." Oh, that is not human. That is, we are in awe of who God is. God did that. God is so big, as Chris Charles prayed yesterday. God is at work, as Stephen often refers to. So, um, may we do that. I'm done talking. But uh, we can start praying. I will mention, uh, the we have a, a few prayer requests that Stephen, and I'll just highlight them. We'll not read them. But uh, let's be praying for this uh, request from Sharon about uh, their dear friend, Robert, um, who are believers, um, but are in um, uh, that Robert is in peril physically uh, regarding COVID. Let's be praying for this request from Karen. Her brother, Mark, uh, needs to be saved. And um, so uh, and the and her adult children also. And then from Bridget. Um, what a beautiful opportunity here of a bridge to this this uh, fellow's um, heart uh, by paying for his meal and then uh, responding with a tract. So let's be be praying for a, a gospel bridge there. And um, someday I've got a story that of some things that have happened in that regard that have been that it's really encouraging. I'll have to share that someday. But uh, let's be praying for these requests as well as uh, ministry that we're entering into this weekend. And uh, the glory of the Lord, let's be praying that we get on the other side of this weekend and say, what a magnificent God we serve. Look what he's done. Maybe even to the point of we can't wait for the prayer time on Monday because we want to share what God is doing in our hearts and in our churches and groups and and uh, the manifest presence of the Lord, the working, the real, obvious I don't want to say tactile, but the, I mean, to where we can sense it. I even had somebody say, is it possible to taste the working of the Holy Spirit? <laughs> well, there is a taste and see that the Lord is good. But when you're, when you're right in the midst of the working of the Holy Spirit, I believe bodily senses are able to know God. He's created us, even to the point of saying the, the beauty of the Lord can be just felt, so um Amen